everyone, and welcome to Tinfoil Tales. I'm your host, Brandon Ryan. Tonight we'll be joined by my guest, Justin, to talk about this new phenomenon that's been happening to a lot of people that is kind of under the radar. It's the red grid pattern phenomenon that's been happening across the world. People have been reporting these red spots, splotches, or designs all over their bodies. And there's just not enough information about this. So Justin is here to help talk about and bring to light some of the information that he's gathered by also being one of the people who's suffered from this. Before we jump into the story with Justin, if you've ever had an encounter or a story to share and you'd like to be a part of the show, please send me a message. You can reach me at tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just look up Tinfoil Tales. You can send me a message on there. And if you'd really like to help the show grow, you like what you hear, you want more content, Please like and share the show, subscribe to the show, do whatever you can to help spread the word about the show, let it get an audience to grow with us. So we're going to go ahead and dive on into our story with Justin, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'd like to take the time today to welcome my guests to the show. Justin, thanks for coming on here and talking with me about this. It's definitely something that I've just kind of stumbled across and find very interesting and figured start digging into it well uh thanks for having me on red grid mark phenomenon is definitely uh very interesting especially if you're just being exposed to it and i'm sure you have a lot of questions about it yeah there's a lot of stuff like that i've been just kind of going through and looking into and now some of the stuff that i've seen almost looks like well maybe someone laid on something this and that but when i've gotten it further looking into certain ones it's like all right i, don't, I can't explain how like a child has this on their head under their hairline. I was like, and I really hope the parent wouldn't be putting something on there to make this happen. I was like, when you start messing with kids, that's kind of where I'm like, all right, kind of are the parents doing something really going on. It's like, are you really crossing that line? Those are really good examples, especially like the forehead marks, because it's pretty easy to tell if your child like hit the trampoline head first. And obviously they weren't sitting on a, bench with holes in it on their forehead so it becomes really unexplainable when you see cases like that or uh some of the really complex marks that are the large circles with intricate patterns in them it becomes really hard to explain but you're right that's a uh common uh critical analysis of them as well did you sit on a bench what fabrics do you have but once you kind of dig deeper into this phenomenon you realize that it's remarkably consistent and it displays an intelligence especially for uh, people to get the patterns on repeat like myself. And you can start to predict when you're going to get them, which is really strange. And uh, another uh, interesting thing about the phenomenon is how many people get the exact same marks. So one of the most common ones you'll see is women, mostly women, frequently get a mark on their left wrist. So if you go through the group and you take a look, you'll see dozens and dozens of people reporting the exact same mark on their left wrist and they don't know how it got there now is there something that i know like the the question would be well they're wearing something that would cause this or they have like a reaction but again if you actually look into this the patterns are all the same on certain things and it's like well if it's a reaction it's strange that everyone would be having the exact same reaction and the exact same pattern style you'd think it would be a little bit different than what everyone else is having. Yes. And 
there's definitely pressure marks that you can replicate, uh, usually with great force against like a, a gridded bench or something like that. You can definitely do it. But the thing about the red grid marks is a lot of the times they're kind of just like that where they're below the surface of the skin. So there's no irritation on top. There's no pain. There's really no symptoms that go along with the red grid marks, except for some of the things we found like strange dreams. Some people report having, I've never had them, but what's weird about the strange dreams is everybody will report that the subject of the dream has something to do with a strange visitor. So it might be an object, a, a relative that has passed on, but it's always like some sort of visitor. But uh, back to the topic of it being in the skin. Um, that is really interesting when you see it, like you said, on somebody's face, right? These pressure marks, how do they get there on people's faces? And then, why do they happen repetitively in these same exact areas? I've looked into some stuff a little bit about it and I like just browsing through like the photos and people's comments and I've Googled some stuff, which that really doesn't help matters because there's a lot of harebrained theories about people doing this for attention. I'm just like, I don't see why people would do that. When I go back to the whole things with kids, like why would someone press something against their child's face? It's so yeah, it's so obscure that to do it for attention is is not really a valid argument because you're going to post it on what our group and get two likes. It just doesn't make any sense. Plus, you're you're part of a waterfall of people with the exact same stuff, so it's not like you're really standing out at all. Um, let me tell you my story with the red grid marks and how I came to such a conclusion that it needed to really have more eyes on it. Uh, so, I believe it was 2014 or 2015. I was at my friend's house and she said, what is on your neck? And I had on my left shoulder going all the way over the trap muscle and kind of down my back in a gradient. I had these large, probably half inch red dots and they were going up my neck, totally observable to anybody looking at me. And they seemed to have just suddenly showed up. So my friend said, what the heck is that? And I, I said, I have no idea. I don't know where it came from or what happened. So that was the first time I ever got the marks and I Googled them. And at that time, there were maybe a handful of pictures of other people's uh, red grid marks, which is what I stumbled upon. And um, there wasn't really anything, no communities, nothing on the Internet about it at that time, just a sort of strange four or five cases. So as the years went on, I kept getting them and uh, my girlfriend would notice them on my back. And they moved from my shoulder and became consistent on my back. And I've had uh, really undeniable patterns. Like I had dots running all the way down my spine, which uh, and they were very, very dark. So it's not something that I slept on or sat on a bench. But I started to get them a couple of times a year. And I started to notice that I got them uh, on the last Saturday in May. So right as the last Saturday in May would occur, it didn't matter what time I would go to sleep or if I would try to record it or whatever, you wouldn't get anything. But when I would go to sleep, I would get a mark on my back. So it would be, I remember uh, back then it was like hexagons or just patches of the red grid marks on the top left of my back or the lower right, or sometimes both. And this became so consistent that I knew exactly when I was gonna get the marks. Even if you look up in the group, uh, some of my posts, I'll say, hey, it's this time of year again. Uh, we're going to see if it shows up. And of course, a lot of the time it, it does, even though uh, recently 
it stopped and the pattern changed, which is interesting. But for years, I was able to predict when it would show up. And then I started to find other people in the group since I started it and people started to snowball in that had the same things happening to them. They would get it either once a month in the exact same spots or in similar spots, or they would get it consistently and they would never be able to predict when it was happening, but they would know they would get it again. So that's been my journey so far with it, besides just starting the group and kind of collecting massive amounts of data to see what's going on. But from my point of view, it's, I mean, it, it may not be supernatural, right? But it's definitely a phenomenon that's happening. And it's unrelated to material objects, in my opinion, because my habits are exactly the same. I'll go someplace new. I'll go on a vacation. I'll still get the marks. They'll be extremely present and uh, like down my spine, even if I'm going to the beach. So it doesn't seem like it's trying to be secretive, but it's also displaying really strong characteristics of intelligent timing, which is the most baffling thing, or intelligent placement, like on the left wrist over and over again. Have you ever had anyone like professional, like doctor wise, like a dermatologist or anything look into it? No, it's hard to, it's hard to jump to a doctor as soon as it happens. They also fade usually in two to three days, but there have been, uh, probably about a dozen or two dozen people in the group so far that have shown doctors and it's always inconclusive. They, they don't know what it is. And so they can't usually rule on it if they have no idea what it is, but they always say, you know, come back if it gets worse, not sure what it is. One of them even joked one time and put aliens as a diagnosis. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, sense of humor there from that doctor, but that seems to be the general consensus is, Nobody really knows what it is, but it's not a problem because it never produces pain, scratchiness, uh, swelling, anything like that. It's funny you mentioned the alien thing because that's kind of what I keep coming back to. And I've, that's how I've actually discovered it because I was in an alien abduction group and then somehow people had posted that and related that to their abduction. I was like, huh. So I started looking and that's how I come across the group. I was like, well, maybe there is more to this. So yeah, it's hard to rationalize that it's not some sort of advanced technology because it's obviously an artificial design like you would see that humans would make like a grid or a lattice or they display uh, really good complexity. Sometimes being in a circle, a complete circle or a line, a straight line. So that's typically not something you would accidentally have happen to you, an articulated complex design perfectly pressed into your thigh or something like that. But uh, if I had to hypothesize, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this and looking at, you know, the effects. But I would think that it's some sort of long range radiation based or laser or some sort of technology that's radiation based. And I, I'm guessing, but I think that it's some sort of like communicative device, whether it's taking data from the cells that it's interacting with or altering data, I don't know. But it seems like it would be a long-range biopsy device, if I had to guess. But, hey, prove me wrong. That's what I'm always saying in the group. I would love to hear contrasting hypotheses, but it's for me, that's kind of the box that it sits in. I actually have an interview coming out on Tuesday, the next upcoming episode, and it's with a doctor from Greece, and he's actually been looking into, like, what he did described as alien implants people have been sending him stuff that they found in their bodies that are strange 
and I actually mentioned this to him about these red grid patterns. And he said, he's seen some stuff about it too. And I'm bringing up his message right now to say what his hypothesis is. He said that his theory is they're like a leftover burn from lying on a sterile table. It's like keeping itself clean by using some sort of energy. If one part of your body presses too much on an area or stays that way, it too can get like a small burn pattern, but that's just. I've, I've heard that before. I think he's got to uh, get, he's got to roll up his sleeves and get into the phenomenon to see that it's definitely long range based. I have a survey that I put together. Uh, it's, it's about 60 questions, popular questions, to try to dispel some uh, notions or urban legends kind of that were floating around the group. So I got about 160 200 people to take it over the last two years. And the data is really cool because some of the stuff that it shows is almost half, well, a little bit less than half of the marks are probably happening during the daytime, which means that there's no break in time. There's no missing time. Uh, there's no, there doesn't seem to be any surface. Like I'm pretty well familiar with abduction phenomenon, right? Missing time, uh, seeing UFOs, visitation, strange dreams, stuff like that. And I think the only box this checks is strange dreams because they appear during the daytime or while people are awake. Uh, not rarely, but enough for us to get a picture of what it looks like. So one woman reported that she was driving down the road at night and her left hand, you get this left hand again, started intensely burning and then just stopped. And she was like, what in the world? And she was driving at night, so she couldn't really see anything. But she pulled over when she got to the next uh, shopping center or gas station and turned on the lights. And she had the left wrist red grid mark on her hand. So there's also been a video of one showing up. And that was really interesting because you could clearly see she didn't report burning, but you could see raised lines, like straight lines that formed in the skin and believe it or not, this is in the exact same place on the left hand, the left wrist and the straight lines, like almost like veins in rows lifted up out of her skin just a little bit, like it was swelling. And then when it went back down, she had the red grid mark pattern on her left wrist. So that to me uh, shows me that I don't think it's an abduction related phenomenon, but you know, if, extraterrestrials are interested in stuff like implants and they're interested in biometric data. And this may be another way of obtaining it. Who knows? I've kind of looked at it from, is it something that we're doing to ourselves without realizing it? And possibly my thing is you keep mentioning the left wrist. Has anyone ever asked or looked into if these people have like, say like an Apple watch or any sort of digital device around like, where this marks show up sometimes. I'm thinking maybe like it's an electronic, even they claim some of these phones can put off like the heat from a phone or something, but I don't see how it would be a grid pattern or something like that. Yeah. I mean, we usually just let people self-report. There doesn't seem to be like a prevalence of people that do wear anything and then get the mark. Most of people are like, well, I don't wear anything on that wrist, but uh, don't let me dissuade you into thinking that the left wrist mark is the average because it's not. Um, the data from our survey shows that overwhelmingly the average red grid mark happens in June, most of the time, 
and it's on the upper or lower back. So that's where most of them are happening, probably like 50 to 60 percent of them. And uh, the left grid mark or the uh, left wrist one just I find really fascinating because it's a clear evidence that they use the exact same spot over and over again. And it's not like it's just randomly somewhere on the left wrist. It's kind of on the right side of the left wrist extending up towards the index finger. And I'm sure you've seen the pictures in the group, but that's its exact placement. And you get so many people that get this mark. It's almost like a priority item for them to get it in that exact spot. I was looking at something, and again, this is what happens when you go through Google or whatever else, and someone was saying it's like a fungal bacterial thing. Someone said, like, ringworm. I was like, I've had ringworm when I was younger. It, it didn't look anything like this. No, so. it's – I've seen – there's a Mayo Clinic thread where people have been discussing it for years and kind of going around in the circular arguments that are initially dispelled in our group, which is why the group is so fun. You can just throw those away. We all know it happens. And uh, one of them in there is referencing this uh, inflammation from a caterpillar that only exists in certain parts of the world. But again, it's like, yeah, that's nowhere near me or any of these people that are spread out all across the uh, world. So it can't possibly be that happening over and over and over again. It's just no matter what, I haven't seen a good explanation for it yet, because no matter what explanation you have for it, you can rotate and get a different element like but what about the intelligent timing every year that doesn't explain the caterpillar hypothesis or you know pressure from a bench or something doesn't explain the intelligent timing or the consistent placements so i think whatever it is really doesn't want to be identified at all and i think it makes me think because of the consistent timing and the complex shapes, that there's some purpose behind it. It's not accidental or fungal, but uh, that comes out of looking at probably thousands of cases at this point now. Here's, an, here's another interesting thing that just occurred to me that shows me that it's not an accident. So at times, you can clearly see the shape of the mark, and you can clearly see that it was incompletely applied so you'll have a circle right is the intention of the mark with a dot pattern in the middle and you'll see that they they got the angle wrong or something and so you only get half of the circle and what they'll do if if that happens is they reapply it and then you get the full circle so to me it shows that there's there can be error in application which means that there is an intended application of this mark if it was spreading from a fungal phenomenon, it wouldn't have to reapply itself twice and then shift over a little bit so it got the complete mark. It's it's definitely, no matter what way you look at it, artificial in origin, in my opinion. And if it's reapplying itself, it shows there's some sort of intelligence behind it. Yeah, and intention. It has to be correctly applied. Yeah, that's weird. Very yes. much so. It never gets any more normal with Red Gridmark. It's just a hole that keeps getting dug up without anything being found, like uh, Oak Island. Yeah. I looked a little bit into Oak Island years and years and years ago. Then the TV show came out, and I think it's – I tried to watch that show, but I, I don't watch it anymore. But I, I, was, I had fun watching a couple of seasons, and then I was like, this, this isn't 
going anywhere. If yeah. they find something, I'll read about it. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. I like this time, like it's, I don't find it as entertaining as I did like the first two seasons. But yeah, as far as the pattern stuff goes, like, I can't wrap my brain around it because I know some people are, oh, they set across from a drain and the pressure from the suction from the drain caused. I was like, well, people would know if they were against a drain. And I still go back to the, like the little kids' faces. And so I was like, who would do that to their kid? Who was going to put their kid on against a drain? You know, like that's. Even, I mean, even if it is, uh, even if there are people that either fake it or mistake it, it's less than 1%. Most of the people in that group are only there because they're concerned about it. And they said, what the heck is this? And they start Googling and then they find resources for red grid mark and then they join the group. So that's usually the pipeline by which it happens. If somebody is genuinely interested and they typically don't find the phenomenon unless they're having to Google red grid marks on skin or something like that. Now, strangely enough, and it's not a grid pattern, but my daughter came home from school and this was on Friday and she lifted her arm up and she's got like this big red scrapish looking mark on her left upper arm up by her armpit area. And my wife's like, what did you do? She's like, what? She's like on your bottom of your arm. She didn't even know it was there. And we got looking at it. I took a picture. I was like, it's not a grid pattern or anything. I was like, but that's very strange that she has no idea what it is. And it looks like it's scraped and like her skin's like peeled on some of the stuff, but she has no idea what it's from. I was like, well, did you do something to school? Yeah, She's like, no. I don't know. Especially because, yeah, if you think it's an abrasion or something, you think you'd remember it from, you know, getting hurt or something. We'd like to do something to school, anything. She's like, no, it looks like almost like a rope burn. It's like, but it's long. It's like four or five inches long and about maybe two inches wide. Like it's a scrape right down towards her armpit. Like she had her arm against something that scraped it, but she doesn't remember anything about it. Like it looks like it would hurt. I had a I had a similar marking. I was I'm an occultist also, and I have been for 15 years. Not that that's a regular thing with red grid mark people. Some of them are, but just a normal distribution of you know new age people. But uh, I'm heavily into uh, evocation and working with goetic demons and stuff, and I find them very pleasant. You know, not really anything worth being afraid of as long as you're respectful and uh, have a friendly demeanor about you. But anyways, I was working with one one time and uh, I had a pleasant interaction with it. I had some uh, good phenomenon happen. But when I left the shed and my temple shed set up and I went back inside, I took off my shirt to get in the shower and I had like three long claw marks down my back and it was inflamed like beneath the skin, but it didn't hurt and I didn't ram into anything and drag it all up my back so i i've definitely seen those marks before and they're pretty interesting how they just randomly appear in very specific shapes maybe some sort of spirit interaction phenomenon this gets a little off topic from the red grid but i do have something to bring up about this because he's mentioned the three scratch marks we moved into our home a little over two years ago and the first week that we were here I felt like there was just something off, if that makes any sense. And yeah. it had been about two weeks afterwards. My wife and I laid in bed and our daughter, she was only about 20 months old at the time, was in the room across from us. So we have a baby monitor up. And the blind in the house or the old pull-down blinds, like they roll up. Well, 
it unrolled as we're laying there. Like it just shot up real quick by itself. Scared the crap out of us. And we just kind of lapped it off. And then about five minutes later, through the baby monitor, we hear the word mine, like M-I-N-E, like mine. I don't like that. And it was a man's voice. So we instantly went and got her out of the room. Well, she stayed in bed with us, and we just kind of kept her in our room for the next couple of days. But I got home from work, and my wife was changing our daughter's clothes. And across her back were very wide, three scratch marks. And I don't piss around when it comes to my kids. So I went through the house and threatened it, whatever it was, basically called it a pussy for messing with a child. Um, basically said, if you're going to do anything, you come after me, leave my family alone, this and that. And honestly, we've never had an issue since then, but yeah, you banished it. I don't mess around when it comes to my children or my family in general, but like, I didn't want that happening, and I don't know what it was. Never had any issues before, but when you mentioned the three marks, like those three marks, it had to have been done by either me or someone else with big hands because they were so far apart spaced that it's like yeah. the, the kids couldn't have done it because she didn't do it herself. She's a baby. But they were something that I wasn't about to mess with. So, yeah, you, you mentioned that and got a little off topic, but I felt like bringing that up. That's okay. I think I think we've got a lot of stuff that we could talk about. I've got a similar story like that, but it's just the opposite where I had a invisible being rock my child to sleep and absolutely scared the mess out of my girlfriend at the time because there was genuine paranormal activity going on for the baby's benefit in the room. I'll have to tell you about that sometime. Yeah. So any more stories like that you got, we can always come back for another episode. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, because I, I want to keep this one more or less focused from the red grid. But when you brought that up, I just thought I'd something I wanted to share just while I was thinking about it. So, but um, as far as the patterns and stuff go, like, again, I think there's something very real about this. But when I've mentioned it to other people that I was like, I'm going to look into this stuff. They're like, the hell are you talking about? I was like, well, if you look into it, and they're like, well, it looks like they touched something or they got burnt by something. I was like, yeah, but it's strange to me that, okay, say this is, this is a man-made pattern and they pressed up against it. How would they not realize that? They were like, well, you don't really know what you lean up against. Well, you would know if it yeah. burns your skin. Yeah, once you become familiar with the phenomenon, it, it becomes easily dismissible, the idea that a, a physical thing is is leaving it on you. Because why would you be... Every, the last weekend in May, you're pressing up against something in the same place you pressed up against in the last three years, and then you're going to do it every two weeks after that. It just doesn't make any sense, especially the reapplied marks as well. If you and and on the face, right? Because on the face is the most obvious one. You would think people to get it on their faces or on their foreheads would remember pushing their head for a prolonged amount of time into a gridded surface. It's just. In the group, we don't really allow the discussion of that, and people are kind of critical of that sometimes, but usually it's because they have no experience at all with Gridmark. And if you're somebody that gets them constantly or your kid is constantly getting them, you know that it's not from the bedding that they're sitting on or sitting on gridded or uh, dotted benches and chairs. We just know already in our life experiences. 
And so we come together in that group to move forward from there, not uh, dealing with those same arguments over and over again. But you'll get that anytime. And I think that's why a lot of people dismiss it outright without taking a look at the, the 16,000 people that it's happening to in the Red Gridmark group. Yeah, if there's that many people that are experiencing it, and this is what I go back to when it, for all the stuff that I do stories on or let people talk about, is all these people have very similar stories when it comes to their abduction. Now, some are completely different than others, and you're just kind of like, okay. But even like the Sasquatch side and stuff, there's so much consistency like to what people are seeing and saying, like, I don't know what people are seeing. I haven't seen it myself, so it's just kind of me taking people's word for it. But I do believe that they believe what they're seeing is true. It's true to them. So when it comes to this thing, if there's 16,000 people in a group, it's really hard to think there's that many people just trying to do this for something. Like you said, attention for what purpose? A couple of yeah, Facebook or like. <laughs> Or misunderstanding something that's happened to everybody all throughout history. You know, it's, oh, this is just new and novel. But, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not a made-up phenomenon. It's very real. And that's the most interesting thing about it. Because I think a lot of it comes from the idea that, oh, well, you know, it's, it's supernatural. It's very mysterious. So it has to be paranormal or something. But even if it is just a regular medical condition that's unexplained, it's still a, a valid medical condition. You've got thousands of people that this is happening to. And it only started, in my opinion, uh, recently. It's, I think within the last decade or two, has it only really started? You would think there would be a lot of capturing of it if it had been consistently happening. But maybe people just didn't report it. But it definitely seems to have been increasing in volume every year over the last well since i've had it definitely so decade and that's kind of where i was going back to with the whole electronic things since within the last decade cell phones have become a lot more everyone has one like i'm not going to go on the whole 5g conspiracy because clearly that's something for someone else to root around with but I've always wondered, like, we have all these signals, we have all the electronics, we don't know, like, these lithium batteries, are they putting out some sort of a sonic signal that's causing some sort of, like, reaction to people's skins? Like, I know people have gotten burnt from a cell phone being in their pocket, like the phone battery melted or whatever. Yeah. I was like, clearly this is not happening, because, again, you got stuff on the foreheads, you got stuff on your back, you're not going to have your phone on your back. So you can't really go that route, but I was just thinking out loud, like maybe it does have something to do with the technology we're using. Or... It, it might be. It's, it's kind of matched in volume, like more and more people are getting it. So I could definitely see how you would look at, uh, you know, the increase in three to five G and say, hmm, well, it's increasing in volume at the same time that this phenomenon is increasing in volume. And uh, it's definitely a correlation, but I don't, I don't think they're related because, again, the aspects of intelligent timing and we know what people with radiation burns look like. So it can't just be a radiation burst. And we don't ever see people like around Chernobyl when a lot of people were afflicted very fast. We never saw any dots 
or grid. So if it is something, it's got to be a complex interaction that we just have no idea about or some sort of uh, weaponization of things that are radiation based. So I could I could see that more probably than I could see it being an accident because I don't think it's an accident. Just in your opinion, what do you think is causing these or do you not have like your own opinion of what it is? Um, I would refer back to what I said earlier when I just said that it's some sort of long range radiation or maybe laser based probably biopsy device. That would be my guess. But it would be dishonest for me to try to say that I have the answers because I don't think anybody has the actual information about where it comes from. However, there are many people who try to explain it away uh, with either supernatural deductions or psychic deductions or conspiracy theories. And I just can't buy that because I've got so much evidence of the phenomenon happening. I don't feel like the solution is going to be a psychic answer, but I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah. Again, I don't think anyone really has a definitive answer. I agree to that, but it's definitely something that is happening. Like, yeah, there's, there's no way just to write it off, but like, Oh, the people are just doing it themselves or they're, brushing against stuff like i'm looking around out here in my garage and i see grid patterns on a lot of things like right in front of my face is a grid pattern on my like the pop filter on my microphone now if i was to sit here and press my face against it really forcibly for like five minutes i'm sure i'd have a grid pattern but to these people that have no idea where they come from you would know if you're pressing your face up against something like this yeah, not only that, I think to replicate the red grid mark, and for people who haven't seen it, this will give you a better impression of what it looks like. You'd have to cut off blood flow to the skin so that you end up with like a little blood bruise in those dot shapes. So I think somebody tried to do it in the group and it took them like 45 minutes of hard pressing against a uh, metal dotted surface to get something that was lightly similar to red grid mark. But you're right. Like, nobody's gonna violently press themselves into a graded bench for 45 minutes and be like whoa that's so strange i've got a, a dotted red mark in the exact same place i was violently leaning against the bench in. you just would remember and then the face ones of course that's that's the most bizarre to me is like the face things i can understand if you're leaning against something and it's you don't realize it and maybe it does press against your back or something that you're not thinking about, but the face, there's no way of not knowing your face is up against something. Yeah. It's kind of an example of the exceptions prove the rule because like when I, I went to uh, this vacation place in Destin, Florida and my first night there, I had a very strong line of uh, dots, just single dots in a line. There was no grid. It was just a line. And it was just to the left of my spine going all the way down. So the idea that maybe I slept on something wrong is just silly. It matches my spine and goes all the way down my back. I mean, obviously, with that little pressure points, it would have been painful. And I was I was in a bed. I mean, there's, there's nothing in there that's going to cause that. So the exceptions really help you 
see that it's not something material. If it's on your face, if it's in a strange pattern, like right down your spine or a, a hugely complex pattern, like a seven sided star within a circle that's on your leg, obviously you would have something that matches that. And 99% of the time, that's just not the case. I said, looking at some of the patterns that I've seen on things, they're definitely not just like random. Some, right. some are, but a lot of them, there's like, they're all like the, not the same, but like the same spacing between each other. Like they're all equal distances apart. They make a design. It's almost like, again, it's intentional. It has intelligence because it's not just some random splotches here and there. Like there's some sort of intelligence behind it because it had to make it artificially make this design. Yeah. The design seemed to be important. I don't know why, but you know, you see a lot of, unclear designs where it's just like a, a group of dots in the same places over and over again but then you do see these rare cases and i think two of them on the legs and one would just got posted where it was on the guy's back but you can see the entire design and it's clearly complex like the seven-sided star inside of a circle with more dots going around a quarter of it that's just a bizarre pattern in general you would you would have to try to replicate that and it would hurt. <laughs> this is another one of those things I kind of come across and I, I'm throwing my own little tinfoil hat on here thinking of tying things together. But now there's been some pretty intricate crop circles. And yeah. some of these crop circles have some of the patterns that I'm not going to say they're the exact same patterns that people are getting, but, they are similar. Yeah, they. Are. I've seen that too, especially that seven-sided star one. I've seen that same, like I literally have seen the same structure in a crop circle photo. And I think I had posted it in that thread too. It was definitely the same design. But that one, of course, was composed of dots. It was different. But it's just interesting to think, you know, you get the big picture of what this tool looks like when you get those marks like that. And we do see similarities other places of extraterrestrial phenomenon. It's hard to ascribe it to anything other than extraterrestrial because of the high level of technology that would be needed to make a mark like that on somebody over a long distance. Yeah. That was the other thing I was thinking too, is like if they're trying to communicate and make these circles, which I don't know if that's what they're communicating about. We don't, no one really knows. It's all just guessing at this point, but if they're doing it out in fields and stuff like that, maybe this is just their next step of try, <laughs> trying to get our attention. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. They're not noticing the ones in the field. Let's we'll just zap them. They can't ignore that. The sad part is a lot of people are like when I brought this up again, like this seems most people don't know what I'm talking about. So like I said, that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode is because I kind of want to bring more light to it, even though I'm not some huge podcaster with like millions of followers or anything like that. Little low key guy here, but I think this is definitely something that needs more attention brought to it because it is one of those phenomenons that's like clearly there's something true behind it. Something's really happening. So for people to instantly just write it off is kind of stupid, in my opinion. 
I, yeah, I know. I mean, it's such a, like, I grew up and I was very interested in extraterrestrials and stuff. And you'd always be like, oh, I wish there was a scrap of evidence to go along with that case, you know? If there was radiation on the ground, like, uh, you know, where saucers have landed, sometimes there will be radiation that affects the growth of trees and stuff. And that's such a, a valuable nugget of information. And then I feel incredibly privileged to be involved in this phenomenon that just has an overwhelming amount of evidence that something genuinely mysterious is going on. And uh, we're kind of a low key phenomenon too. So it's always a pleasure to reach out and try to explain, you know, my journey with seeing this evolve from three or four pictures on the internet to 1600 people that don't know what's going on. But uh, it's it's growing surely, slowly but surely. We just made a discussion and speculation group because uh, the rules in the group are, are a little too restrictive for a lot of people's tastes. They want to speculate. And so we just made a sister group so that people could kind of join in on the public discussion of what this is, because we've got enough evidence now to where it's it's clearly a bona fide mysterious phenomenon. We've even got data coming out of the survey which you should take a look at. It's in the file section of the group. It's a lot of fun. But no matter what, it's always it always comes back to this is just something so bizarre in its origin that none of us can fathom what it is. None of us can come up with any experiments to, to truly replicate the marks. And it's baffling all the time. It never gets any better. It always gets more mysterious, even though you collect more and more data. Has anyone that you're aware of ever checked the area where they have the marks to see if there's like any sort of trace radiation from those marks or. Yes. Uh, there was somebody that had a Geiger counter and that checked their marks and there was nothing. And I want to say that there was a few other, like two other people that did that too. Enough for me to go, okay, well, it's not radioactive in any higher amounts that you would get from background radiation. So if it is radioactive, then it's not any more than the, the surrounding background radiation, which would be a problem if it was, right? Because if it was constantly blasting you with radioactive uh, gusts, you'd probably develop a medical condition, I would think, which is something you do see sometimes in uh like abduction cases and stuff like that. But it doesn't seem to be that way. There doesn't seem to be medical conditions coming from this phenomenon. And in fact, never happened to me. I mean, I'm in good health, but a lot of people have reported that they would, not a lot, but a couple of people have reported that they would get marks on their knee and their knee would spontaneously start healing or that they got marks during times of intense illness. Like when they got COVID, they would get the marks so i thought that was interesting it, who knows right if it's a just a correlation or something directly related but i get the feeling that they are interested in collecting data off of unique situations and conditions and how it relates to our biology probably but that's just a complete hypothesis not supported by anything i was just thinking about something and has anyone ever looked into the blood types of each person that's encountered this? Excellent question. Yeah. So on our survey, we took a 
we asked them what is their blood type and there is no correlation whatsoever. It's a, it's a completely normal distribution. Okay. I was just thinking about that for a second. I was like, I wonder if this all ties into they're all having a certain type of blood type, but I guess that rolls that one out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was on the minds of everybody before I made that survey. And I said, let's see, let's, let's check it out. If we all, I don't have RH negative, but that was a popular theory for a while. We all have RH negative blood types. But no. no. I honestly couldn't even tell you what mine is. Like, <laughs> mine is A or O. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what it is. Pretty sure mine's B, but not 100% positive. So, but yeah, I've got a lot of questions like that in the uh, Red Gridmark survey. And then I've got uh, questions to see how many people are experiencing something that's not Red Gridmark, such as, uh, what symptoms are you having with the marks, such as pain, inflammation, uh, itchiness? So I know about how many people are experiencing something that's not red grid mark because red grid mark never has any symptoms associated with it ever. It's always just beneath the skin like a radiation burn, but with no symptoms. But now, uh, with it being beneath the skin, if you run your hand across it, you don't feel like any raised skin or any irritation or anything like that. Not at all. It's just like a blood blister. Like, you know, if you pinch your skin and you get some blood pooling beneath the surface of the skin, it's real bright. It's like that, but it's organized, of course, into dots and grids. But when they first show up, I mean, it's just like, I'm sure we've all pinched ourselves really hard and gotten that bright red mark beneath the surface of the skin with no swelling. When when they start off, they can be really dark red. I mean, very prominent to where obviously something has happened. And then in about two to three days, just like uh, a sunburn or something, it, it would clear up. And, you know, interesting story here. Maybe somebody can get something from this, but I got a red grid mark uh, just this summer. And I was going to the beach every day and I was trying to get my tan on because I was just trying to live more naturally and get more light. And I work right by the beach. So this was really fun. I went out to the beach. I knew I had a red grid mark and I still was spending about 40 minutes in the sun each day getting my tan on. Right. And as I got a little bit sunburnt, the mark stayed around for about a week and a half. So because there was so much damage to the area, it couldn't heal that fast. And so I ended up preserving the mark for a little longer than I would have by getting a light sunburn. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's at least something to think about on that one. So has anyone else reported anything like if they've been out to get a sunburn, but that area itself does not change? Like, uh, like, no, in, be- like in, in between like the pattern, does that stay the same? Like no one's had any discoloration between their patterns, like where the dots are or anything, or is it all... No one really looked into that. I think it's kind of like a tattoo. Like you get that specific burn and that layer of skin. And of course it starts the healing process or blood pools to it or something, you know, just like a normal, like a radiation burn or a sunburn. And then anything that happens after that affects the whole skin. So if you were to get a sunburn, it doesn't do anything different than normal. It'll just sunburn the whole skin. But uh, it's it's close to wherever 
you get a sunburn out like that initial irritation or uh, maybe where you a tattoo would come to rest in your skin. It's somewhere beneath the surface of the skin. Has anyone seen like what layer of the skin that it's usually on? So I think there's six or seven layers of skin, I think. Has anyone uh, had anyone look into that? No, we'd have to get a dermatologist to look at it right as it happens. But uh, maybe with the, the sunburning solution, we can get a little bit extra time and get somebody to a dermatologist, but we'll just have to see. But it's hard to predict. A lot of people don't know when it's going to show up, which is the hard part about getting to a dermatologist. And then following that, if they'd even take you seriously and look at it. But uh, no, I would imagine it's, I don't know, wherever the sunburn happens, because it, it kind of, to me, looks like a radiation burn like that's the easiest way to describe it is if you got a radiation burn through a metal panel with dots in it that's kind of exactly what you would have with red grid mark but you don't get any serious symptoms like you know pain itching swelling none of that it's perfectly calibrated no so one's reported any like nausea or headache or anything with it either um, very rarely, but not enough to be anything other than normal. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to think what it could be or what the signs would be or what would even, how does it choose who it's choosing? You know what I mean? Like there's gotta be some sort of way of them choosing what, who they're choosing. If it is intelligent, like why are they, why this person, why you, why that person? Like there's gotta be something to correlate with it, but if it's all just random and it's just strange that everything's just random. They, it, it, it does seem random, but you know, it's, it's almost too normal, right? Everything about this distribution is completely normal, completely average. So it seems like, you know, they, if I had to guess, I'd say they're doing data collection and they want a wide and varied amount of data as far as, you know, people with medical conditions, people that are extremely healthy or uh, people with these genetic components and people without these genetic components or whatever. I would think that if it's a biopsy device that they're either manipulating DNA or extracting data about the physiology based on uh, what comes back on the device. Early when I was investigating red grid mark phenomenon, I had posted it in a couple of places online. And I had one guy um, who worked with lasers and he said, it's really interesting because it looks like a holographic diffraction of a laser. So it would create grid patterns if you diffract a laser or holographic patterns. And he said, there was recently uh, some research published where a lab had created a UV ray that could penetrate a specific layer of the skin based on how it was calibrated, and it could burn that, and the theoretical application of this technology could be bringing back data on specific levels of the skin after damaging them with the laser, and you could return data somehow using that and i posted that in the group and that kind of shaped my opinion about my guess on the mark is that if we are kind of flirting with this technology and it's not really possible yet 
you know, if there's a hundred or 200 year difference in technology, then you of course could biopsy cells with that, I'm sure. And that's kind of, it looks like what we're seeing here in my opinion. If it is something that man is doing themselves, it would also make sense to me that if it is some top secret research that they're doing for some sort of weaponized stuff, of course we won't know about it because whatever the militaries are doing, they don't, it's never open to the public of whatever they're testing out or whatever they're doing. So I don't know what they'd be using it for unless again, it is, it is be something like to weaponize whatever, but it's strange to go down that rabbit hole thinking though the government's doing this to us. Like at the end of the day, no one really knows what's, causing it so it could be yeah, anything somebody's doing it and and they've got advanced technology but it's not like ftl drives or alien spacecraft it's it's slightly more advanced than what we have now but maybe a lot more it, we don't know because we don't have access to the technology all we see is the imprints that the tool leaves we only see the tool marks but never the tool and then just not even knowing what it's like, what it's even doing is the most concerning thing that I would have about it. Is if I was to discover this on me, I was like, okay, why me? And I feel like it hasn't done anything to me, but again, what is it really doing? Yeah. What is the intention here? Are they just collecting data or are they altering things, which would be problematic, of course, but we don't know. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like anybody develops conditions after receiving the marks. I mean, it's such a short time frame. You know, I couldn't prove that. But uh, my health is not soured after I started getting them. And I've been getting them for probably eight years now, eight or nine years. When so, was the last uh, time you had one? Just this summer from that sunburn story. But the schedule, this was what was interesting. The schedule had changed. It had moved later in the summer, so I can no longer predict when I'm going to get the marks. The Saturdays in May and then following every two weeks, that uh, doesn't happen anymore. It took a break. I didn't get a single one for a year. And the other moderator of the Red Grid Mark group had the same thing happen to her. So we must have been on the same visitation schedule because we didn't get marks for almost a year. And then in the summer of the following year, the marks started again. And uh, I would get them probably once every three weeks, but I couldn't establish any pattern. They were coming on random days and during the week. So I, I have one year's worth of data, but I don't have anything to compare it to. So the last one I got, uh, I believe, was in the middle of August. So they started really late in the beginning of July. And I had that one in late August, and that was the last one I got. Now with yours, are they just randomly throughout your body? Or are they all still somewhat staying up, up on your back area, up on your shoulder? They've all been on my back for years. The original one I got on my shoulder was huge. And that was the only one I ever got there. The Every one I got after that was on my back. And it's usually spine-centric. So I'll get, uh, like I had a hexagon coming off of the middle of my spine one time. I had the line. But most of the time, most of the marks are on the top left of my back or on the bottom right. And sometimes I'll get them in both spots at once, but they love those spots more than others. Almost like that's their consistency. 
Now, if it's around your spine, obviously that connects to your nervous system and everything else through there. Like that's the main part of your body. So if it's there for a reason, like if they're looking for something, that would be an area like obviously beside your head and your brain, that would be your spine is the other major function for movements and everything else. I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it, but other people have had them in just random spots. Like you said, the wrist or random spot forehead, like there's no real rhyme or reason where these are showing up at. So it's again, with me trying to rationalize it, it's just, I can't wrap well, my head around the purpose. It's kind of, it's kind of like uh, the survivor's bias, right? Like the planes that would return, we would see uh, all these bullet holes in these planes, but those were the ones that came back. So there's no sense in armoring uh, the places that the planes that returned had been shot in. So we don't see them in uh, like the back of your knee, or we don't see them in between your toes. And we don't see them in places that are exceptionally grooved like your ears. I think that like the application marks with the thighs and the back where they printed it multiple times, they want a large planar surface as much as possible to reduce the amount of error that could happen with the mark. So they would never put it on something like the back of the knee where it's got too many angles going on. It just whatever data they're looking for out of burning the skin, they're not going to get it on a big curved surface like that. It's got to be something relatively flat. And you'll see this a lot. Like, but take, for example, the solid marks, right? You can see the whole thing and it's usually on a pretty planar place like the thigh or the back, but you get a lot of them. Like the one I got on my shoulder, as it moved down my back, it faded out over the curve caused a gradient and you'll see that a lot like if you'll get one on your wrist as the wrist starts to curve off to the right you get a, a gradient again so it's almost it's not this way but you could imagine it this way like a flat piece of metal is stuck against the skin and then the radiation shown through it you would get that same curvature off the side of your arm or on the curve of your back if you had a metal plate pressed into your shoulder but we know that's not happening but that's a great way to visualize it and is is pretty uh accurate as far as anticipating the uh marking that gets left behind now if this is a higher intelligence an extraterrestrial i find it strange obviously if they're able to come here and, and travel through space or clearly have to be more advanced than we are and this it's kind of on topic a little off topic but i struggle trying to comprehend that if they're able to travel trillions of miles and they get here and somehow they crash to me <laughs> like how the hell did you travel trillions of miles and you get here and you crash out in a desert like that's doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me and with this pattern, like if it, they're worried about having, oh, they screwed something up, so they got to redo it in the same area because the first one didn't take. It's like if you're that far advanced, you can do this. You shouldn't have mistakes. Yeah, it shouldn't be like, oh, well, you know, Zed is the new guy on shift, and when he first did the mark, he he didn't land it the first time. 
if you're from an extraterrestrial spacecraft that can travel across the known universe and defy physics, you would think you would have maybe a computer that would just make sure you got it right the first time. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking about. I was like, if they're able to travel and do all this, how are they not getting it right on the first try? And how are they getting here? And all of a sudden they just crash their ship out in the middle of nowhere and just like, oops, he's a new guy leaving me. <laughs> mistakes are universal, you know? It's yeah. my first research expedition. I rushed through the manual back on the home world, and now I'm skittering into the desert. Yeah. That's what I was always, when they talk about the whole Roswell thing and this and that, which maybe something really did crash out there. I have no idea, but it's like, I struggle with thinking like, well, you managed to get here in the first place, but then you weren't able to manage to land in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) I agree. I mean, somebody from another world had to mess up royally. I mean, so bad. If everybody's so concerned about the secrecy and not being seen by the humans, and this guy just rams this thing right into the middle of the desert on somebody's farm. I mean, can you imagine the the shame? (laughs) Intergalactic shame. (laughs) Oh, man. His family is super disappointed, and they got to grieve. Just a terrible job assignment. Who knows? Who knows what they're like? Maybe they're individuals just like we are, and sometimes... You know, we hire people into a position that they probably shouldn't be powering uh, or using powered lifting equipment. (laughs) I think that sometimes daily. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, like the whole pattern thing, uh, it's just hard to wrap your head around it because... I don't know how else to describe it to people. Obviously, they can look it up if they're listening, but there's really no way for someone to just make it up. Like, Especially in in these high numbers. I mean, thousands of people and more every week with predictable marks. Now, I've seen some stuff to where I've been like, well, I don't necessarily know about that. Like, there's only been like a couple splotches here or there. Like, that could be anything i'm more or less like when it's the intricate patterns those are the ones that are really hard to write off because it's like if i only had like a couple dots well right maybe i've had a couple dots i can't i don't know I, i wouldn't really think much of it but if i woke up and i have a big pattern on my back or something looks very intricate, intelligent, like not just random, it would be like, okay, well, then there's something to it. And that's what really has caught my attention the most is the designs on some of them, like you said, with the seven-pointed star and like stuff like that. To me, it's like, okay, well, this could have been, someone, I guess, could have done it. But again, for what purpose? There's no, oh, look at me. I got attention on a Facebook group. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The reward <laughs> is, is completely minimal to go through such a massive amount of uh, either pressure, pain, or deliberation. Yeah. And yeah, some of them, yeah, clearly, like the kids too, you know, kids with a big old dot across their forehead, red grid mark across their forehead. It's if the parents are doing that, CPS needs to come after them. That's the way I say. If you're really doing yeah, that to your kid for like, why are you torturing your child just to get attention? 
Like that's stupid. Yeah, but even so, I mean, what what are you doing? Like to to get a dot impression on the forehead, you've got to you've got to have something that is shaped like your forehead too. It's not enough to just stick your forehead on there because some of them will go around the side of the head or they'll be under the chin, which is another really unexplainable one, right? That's a really hard angle to get. So it's, but it's real at this point, there's thousands of people. The real question is how many people is it happening to that have no idea that it's happening to them? Cause we might just be seeing the outliers. Yeah. Because I don't ever look at my back. So if I was ever right. have something on my back, it's not like I get out of the shower and I examine my back every day or anything like that. I'm just, I get out, I dry off, I get dressed. I don't ever think about looking at my, something in an area where I can't see. I've got tattoos on my back that I couldn't tell you the last time I seen them because I don't ever think about it. They're back there, but I don't, don't even know. I got another one this past summer. My wife and I got something and we have one a tattoo that matches for our daughter and the guy's like well what shoulder do you want i was like whichever shoulder the one tattoo is not on because i couldn't even tell you what shoulder it's on at this rate because i forgot because i don't ever see it so if i was to have a random marking back there i would never know yeah and you only got basically two days to see it so if you're not checking it every day you're not going to catch it and i think that's the point of putting them on the back like they it's like a lazy sort of secrecy if you just put it on the back, you won't see it. But they don't think about stuff like, I'm going to have my shirt off all day at the beach. Everybody's going to see this thing. Yeah. But definitely when they hit the face and the wrist, I mean, there's no two ways about it. Everybody's going to ask, and you're just going to have to say, I have no idea. Yeah, the face thing to me, that's the one that's like, there's really no way of getting around that one. Like, hey, you got something around on your forehead. Yep. <laughs> what was that from? Couldn't tell you. And then they're just going to look at you like you're crazy. But yep. And that's that's what a lot of people with red grid mark have to deal with all the time. My family, my girlfriend would see it all the time. And uh I even I've shown my coworkers at one point. I mean, I I get the red grid mark, I'm not lying. Here it is, check it out. And they're like, that is actually very, very strange and unexplainable. So once you realize, once you get in the phenomenon, you know that it's happening to you, like not everybody's gets a lot of them, but uh, I would say maybe like a quarter, a quarter of us do get them constantly all the time, uh, multiple times a year, but probably no more than like eight times a year. So you're always anticipating when's the next one going to come and it just becomes a part of your life. Definitely. At this point, it definitely has for me. It's such a wonderful mystery to experience and, uh, I feel I feel very gifted for even getting to see this really bizarre, strange, artificial phenomenon. But uh, I do enjoy it, definitely. Now, if anyone was to try and reach out to you to contact the group or anything, you want to tell them where they can go to try and help spread the word on this? Sure. Yeah, if you just go on Facebook, uh, you can join either one of the groups. There's a private group and a public group, and they're both called Red Gridmark Phenomenon. One is called experiencers and researchers, and obviously that's private. You have to answer a couple of questions to get in because people are posting their bodies and there's experience with red grid mark. And then the discussion and speculation group that we just opened up recently is open to everybody. So you can feel free to post about the subject in there without any restrictions besides basics. But experiencers and researchers is, is where the real data has happened so far. And uh, it really shines 
as far as showing how real of a phenomenon this is and how interesting it is. Definitely. Well, I think this is going to wrap it up for tonight. And like I said, I'll definitely get back with you because the occult stuff is definitely something I would like to talk about in a future episode. But I do appreciate you coming out and talking with me. Yeah, I've uh, I enjoyed our conversation. I look forward to our future ones. I think we have a lot of stories yet to share and a lot of topics to get into. Yeah, definitely. But again, I appreciate it. And hopefully this is a discussion that others will listen to and start researching for themselves. And who knows, maybe they've encountered it and haven't even realized it yet. So maybe so. We'll yeah. see if they have any red grid mark phenomenon. They know where to find us now. Yeah. Lots of good stuff to look into. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Justin. And uh, I'll be in touch. All right. Talk to you later, Brandon. Yep. Thank you. See you. And that's our show, everyone. I'd like to thank Justin for coming on tonight and talking with me a little bit. It's definitely very interesting. It's one of those topics that makes you want to just sit there and kind of look more and more into it. At least it does with me. Not Maybe not with you guys. But it's definitely a phenomenon that's going on that I think needs more attention brought to it. And I'm glad Justin was able to come on here and help bring some light to some of these issues. So hopefully you guys have found this episode to be informative. And if you'd like to take part in helping grow with the show, again, you can always share the show, like the show, leave a five-star review, subscribe to the show, anything that you can do to help us grow. It's definitely appreciated. And if you want to be a part of the show... If you ever had an experience or an encounter, please send me an email. It's tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Just look up Tinfoil Tales. Send me a message. Good night, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it.